Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest in Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Tony, we miss you. Do we though? Um, (laughs) Of course we miss Tony. I was lucky I got to see Tony this weekend. He was in town for a a hot second. We both went to the GLAAD Awards. I was a guest of my friend, Eric. So thanks, Eric. It was much, much fun. Star-studded. I caught up with Mm. the lovely Jake Borelli from Grey's Anatomy. Wilson Cruz, working into the Disney sphere, was on My So-Called Life as well as many other projects that were not associated with Disney. Also caught up with our pal and a friend of the pod, Victoria Alonzo. Ah, love her. Which was great to see her. And it's fantastic because Eternals won for outstanding picture-wide release. So it was a really fun night, very moving, just terrific. And in even better news, for those of you who weren't able to be at the GLAAD Awards in Los Angeles or the upcoming ones in New York City, Hulu is going to be streaming the GLAAD Awards beginning April 16th. So, so uh, yay to our friends at Hulu. And um, again, congrats to Marvel Studios and the fabulous Eternals. Wow. Well, you two looked so, so glam. You and Tony both looked just beautiful. Oh, stop. What have you been up to? Well, speaking of glam, this past weekend was costume day for the preschoolers I teach ballet to. So we're preparing for the recital. They got their costumes in. The recital is 1990s themed. They are dancing Mm -hmm. to I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King, a classic. Um, I just can't wait to see the pictures. Oh, my gosh. Well, picture this. I will post pictures, but just for your mind's eye, they've got gold velvet tutus on and then there's a secondary tutu that goes around their face like a lion's mane oh <laughs> ah, it's so cute That's I wish amazing. they made it in my size try to squeeze into one. Oh my god yes <laughs> well lots of news to get you but stay tuned because we have the fantastic Raven Simone on the show. Tony was with us when we chatted Mm -hmm. with Raven. She obviously talks about the new season of Raven's Home, which has some great throwbacks to That's So Raven. She talks about Princess Diaries 2 and duetting with Disney legend Julie Andrews. And Mm -hmm. of course, we go for the Zetus Lapidus. It's all about the Xenon. (laughs) So lots and lots of fun stuff. So stay tuned for Raven. And something I'm raving about is the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Sorry, I had to say that. That was just <laughs> so, so. It was perfect. That was so raving. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Thank you. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind opening at Epcot on May 27th. And our friends at the Parks blog gave an early look at the new queue for the attraction and the whole wonders of Xandar Pavilion. It is stunning. It is just so cool. Go check it out on the Parks blog. And who knows, maybe we will have a chance to visit before. Who knows? Who knows? What a tease. TBD, TBD. 
But wait, there's more Epcot news. Connections Cafe and Eatery is opening at Epcot this spring. This is a fast, casual, quick service restaurant that embraces cultures from all around the world in true Epcot fashion. And I love when restaurants do this. You get to see the chefs in action and watch desserts get their finishing touches. Mm. Witness pizza makers work their magic on crafting pizza dough. Does that mean they throw it up into the air and spin it? I sure hope so. I sure hope so, too. <laughs> yes, Here's please. just a sneak peek of what is coming to the menu. Not one, not two, no, not even three, but four burgers inspired by worldwide cuisines. Wow. French bistro burger, the Southwestern burger, the Vietnamese inspired banh mi burger. I'm extra excited about that. Mm. And the Greek inspired Mediterranean burger. Wow. I know. I know. Okay. Then uh, get this. Yes. And then you get a, Bob, a Bob's burger coming out at some point too. Whole lot coming Ooh, out. Another tease. <laughs> <laughs> a curry spice pizza. This is topped oh. with carrots, potato, peas, and lime yogurt. Mm. Oh, man. I just had lunch, but I can go for four burgers and pizza right now. I know. As well as the apple pie gelato shake. That sounds so mouthwatering. Oh my gosh. I'm going to need seven <laughs> lactate and uh, three weeks at the gym after going there. It's totally worth it. And Connections Cafe and Eatery is the future home of Starbucks at Epcot too. So this is your one-stop shop for everything your tummy needs. Mm. But wait, there is even more Walt Disney World news. What? Yes, How is that possible? It's true. I know. The hoop to do review. It's coming back, you guys. Coming to Walt Disney World this summer, the Pioneer Hall players and cast members are super excited to welcome guests back to this frontier-style family fun dining experience. This is like a classic in my book. Indeed. It is in Pioneer Hall at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. There's singing. There is the zaniest comedy. And of course, there is a feast, including the legendary fried chicken. Yes. Mm. Fun fact. When I was seven, I was picked to go up on stage at Hoop de Doo. <gasps> I got to be Davy Crockett. Oh my gosh. Yes, it was so fun. I mean, if I hadn't already wanted to be an actor at that point, I certainly did after the, the thunderous applause I received after saving the maiden from the bear. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a formative experience, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, yes. Formative well, scarring, who says? Who knows? <laughs> One in the same. Well, make your reservations at DisneyWorld.com starting May 26th, and the showtime start on June 23rd. Amazing. But you know what it's time to talk about? Hmm. It's time to talk about Bruno, because <laughs> beginning in just a few days on April 11th, the iconic facade of Small World is going to come to life at Disneyland Park through projection and lighting to pay tribute to the song we all love, we don't talk about Bruno. There's going to be characters from the film. I cannot wait to see this. Mirabelle also is going to be in Frontierland Zocalo Park in a location that's paying homage to Colombia. And coming April 22nd, the Main Street Electrical Parade returns. And then there's that cool new float that incorporates Encanto characters as well. I'm so excited Yay. for all of this. Bring on the Encanto. I, I'm, I'm here for it. Mm, me too. Well, if you, like me and Olaf, like warm hugs, I've got great news for you. Yay. Traditional character greetings are coming back to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and 
Disney Cruise Line. So that means guests will once again be able to hug Mickey Mouse, get an autograph from Mulan, share a laugh with Goofy. So yes, get your cameras ready, clear your camera rolls. While not all locations are going to be available immediately, the reopening begins in phases as early as April 18th, so soon throughout the spring and early summer. Amazing. And someone else who I'd like to hug is our pal Ashley Eckstein, who we announced, I think it was last week, is one of the confirmed Star Wars Celebration guests. That massive event is taking place May 26th through the 29th at the Anaheim Convention Center. Other Star Wars Celebration guests just announced Giancarlo Esposito, better known as Moff Gideon on The Mandalorian. Yunus Suatamo, I really hope I said his name right because he is very tall and could probably hurt me. He played uh, Chewbacca in the sequel trilogy and Solo, A Star Wars Story. He's going to be there. A host of other talent have been announced. You can visit StarWars.com for all of that information. And in other massive Star Wars news, it was just announced that Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new Disney Plus series starring Ewan McGregor, will now debut on Friday, May 27th, right in the middle during Star Wars Celebration. So you know there's going to be a lot of partying happening down in Anaheim. Also partying it up, the cast of The Rookie and The Good Doctor, because they just both got season renewals. So Good Doctor is going to be going into its sixth season. The Rookie will be going on to its fifth season, both on ABC. And ABC, I think you may have heard, is already developing a spin-off of The Rookie starring Nisi Nash. So very cool. Congratulations. Another thing I'm celebrating, it's Muppetational. That is what it is. It is, oh. it is inspirational, celebrational, Muppetational. There is going to be a new <laughs> Disney original documentary about Muppets creator, visionary, and Disney legend, Jim Henson. Yay! This sounds unbelievable. I mean, obviously, he is responsible for so many beloved characters, not just the Muppets, but of course, all the the characters on Sesame Street, the Dark Crystal, and Labyrinth. Mm. Amazing. So Classics. And we know it's in great hands because it is being directed and produced by none other than Academy Award winner, also director of Splash, Ron Howard. Uh, and produced by Imagine Documentaries. So looking forward to seeing that hopefully in the near future. Ah, I can't wait for that. Well, okay, just when you thought I was done talking about burgers. No, I, I don't think you're never done talking about burgers. I think we, <laughs> we both true. know this. That is a good point. Bob's Burgers fans, listen up. 20th Century Studios just dropped the new Bob's Burgers movie trailer. That's coming to theaters May 27th. Huge day for the company. Yeah, my gosh, May 27th. We're going to need to somehow extend my hours that day. It's a lot to do, (laughs) a lot to see. No sleep that day. No sleep. The new trailer actually dropped at WonderCon, where it was streamed with other footage from the film. There was a panel with filmmakers and cast. I'm a huge fan of the Bob's Burgers series, so I cannot wait for the movie and for the burger puns that I'm sure will be on the menu. You're such a ham. Um, <laughs> burger. What? Also, also another trailer from WonderCon. The creative team behind Disney Plus's The Quest debuted a new trailer and talked about the building of the world of this immersive hyper-competition reality shows that throws eight real-life strangers into a fantastic fictional world, and they have to save the kingdom by fulfilling an ancient prophecy. I mean, that's just a Wednesday for me. But Too true. You can check out the trailer now on the Disney Plus YouTube page, and it will begin streaming on Disney Plus on May 11th. You know what I actually also got? I got a fabulous note from one of our listeners. Her name is Maddie. So shout out to Maddie. Hopefully she's also listening. And she said, you, you, there's so many dates. And I realize there's a lot of dates. So if you've got an excellent memory, 
great, but also you can always just go to d23.com. We have all of this information. You can find it there. You can certainly go to the Disney Plus socials for a lot of this info as well. Uh, but D23, of course, we aggregate all of this magical news. So if there's a date that you somehow missed and you don't want to re-listen to the whole show, although I don't understand why you would not want to do that, <laughs> always head to D23. And Maddie, thank you for your fabulous. She had lots of nice things to say about us, by the way, Sherry. She loved our rapport, even with Tony. And even with Tony, now that's even, a compliment. Uh, right? <laughs> Right. So thanks, Maddie. Thank you for the note and for the feedback. That was really, really good to know. And May 11th, I'm saying it again, just the quest May 11th. There you go. Ah, wow. Hi, Maddie. Thanks for listening. Okay. Well, I'm filling in for Tony's awards corner. I'll try and do him justice. This is his favorite time of year. It's awards season. That's true. True story. I've got some Grammys news. Soul, the United States versus Billie Holiday and Summer of Soul all took Grammys home. We've got best compilation soundtrack for visual media for the United States versus Billie Holiday, which is on Hulu. Summer of Soul took home best music film. That is also on Hulu. And Soul, yes, took best score soundtrack for visual media. And special shout out to friend of the pod, Olivia Rodrigo. Yes, she took home awards for best pop solo performance, best new artist, and best pop vocal album for Sour. And don't forget, you can check out the Sour film on Disney+. Plus. So fun. So fun. Mm -hmm. And a bit of a Disney connection there. The, the Sondheim tribute was just so beautiful with our own pal Rachel Zegler was on that. And it, just mm. beautiful, beautiful medley of Sondheim music. And oh, wait, speaking of music, do you hear that? I hear that. It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. First, actually, I want to give another shout out. It is not one of our five fantastic things, but everyone knows I'm a massive fan of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We had Ming-Na on the show. We had Chloe on the show. And uh, listener Kristen Borquirin, Kieran, I'm so sorry, Kristen. I think I've just completely mangled your name, but uh, she DM'd me on Instagram just to say how much she likes the show and how much of an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan she is and Elizabeth Henstridge fan and uh, same love Elizabeth. She is fabulous. So shout out to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. available on Disney Plus now. And that is a, a bonus five fantastic thing to watch. But Ooh. up first, we have a new episode of Amphibia on Saturday, April 9th. Uh, you can catch that on Disney Channel. And Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg lends her voice to one of the segments. Hmm. Well, also on Saturday, April 9th, check out the movie Holes on Freeform at 12.50 p.m. This movie is excellent. The soundtrack, also excellent. Mm, true. <laughs> true. Also on Saturday, April 9th on Freeform at 8.30 p.m. So, you know, watch Holes, take a walk around the couch if you're sherry mm -hmm. and then come back and watch <laughs> have five burgers if you're Ooh, sherry yes <laughs> and then watch x-men dark phoenix a classic from 20th century but on sunday it is time to seize the day in honor mm. of newsy's 30th anniversary why not watch that on disney plus get a little christian bale little robert duvall little bill pullman and a lot of singing and dancing Ooh. Yes. Well, it's the 13th anniversary of Hannah Montana, the movie on Sunday uh, as well. So check that out on Disney Plus, the hoedown throwdown. That is a classic song, a classic scene. I'm going to relive it when I watch it again on Disney Plus on Sunday. I'm ready for the climb. I'm all ready. All ready. Yes. 
On to our guest and buckle up because her list of amazing Disney credits is taller than the Matterhorn and includes The View, Blackish, The Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement, Big City Greens, Bunked, State of Georgia, The Bold Type, The Animated Guardians of the Galaxy series, Nashville, Casey Undercover, Kim Possible, The Cheetah Girl, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century, The Proud Family, and multiple movies as Iridessa in the Tinkerbell films. We loved her on that So Raven, and now Raven's Home is in its fifth season on Disney Channel, on which she stars and produces. Please welcome to the show, the incredible Raven Simone. Woohoo! Yay! I did all that stuff. <laughs> I, that's my resume. Cool. Let me just ask you to send in my resume. <laughs> this is why we love to make you sit through those intros, because it's a great reminder. Honestly. Thank you. Wow. Hi! Hi. Hi. So, okay, let's dive right in. This season, Raven's Home has gone back to its That's So Raven roots. A little synopsis for everyone listening. We've got Raven and Booker moving back to San Francisco to take care of Raven's father, Victor, who's had a mild heart attack. So tell us, Raven, how did this shift in story come about? The shift in story came about when we started working with Jed, Scott, and Anthony, the new EPs of this season. Some familiar faces for us because they started the series first season as well. And we knew we needed a way to get to San Francisco and bring back Rondell Sheridan. And I think it's really important to, you know, have topics on this show that are relevant that people can connect to and even though a mild heart attack is very scary and sad and oh my goodness what is going on it does bring people together for love and joy and things of that nature and so Mm -hmm. he's fine dad is fine but I have to watch over him to make sure he doesn't eat those ribs anymore (laughs) what it's done in shifting the narrative of Raven's home is open the world up to cast and stories that are familiar from the original Raven Baxter uh, vehicle called That's So Raven. Because, you know, Raven's Home was not a reboot of That's So Raven. It was just a different show with the same character that you knew. And being able to go back to San Francisco, run into people that we knew from 2000s is just, I'm gagging over here. Like, (laughs) fun. Well, we are so excited that Rondell is back. Had you stayed in touch with him over the years? I did. Rondell, I'll tell you a great story. On the last episode of That's So Raven, he goes, I know you don't keep in touch with people after a show ends. And I was like, no, Rondell, I've done so many shows and I barely talk to anybody. He goes, I'm keeping in touch with you. So there would Mm -hmm. be times I'd get a text or we'd run into each other and he was always there for me. And then when we were in the beginning stages of starting fifth season, I, you know, contractually can't say anything, but I texted him and I said, do you have a job? Are you working? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, obviously, why? And I said, oh, no, I just want to make sure that you're not doing anything. And he was. He is always on tour when it comes to his comedy because he's a stand-up comedian and he does a lot of work. He goes, but if you got a TV job, we can talk about it. And I said, (laughs) okay, I don't have anything for you. A couple months later, he was like, oh, got it. He has been a role model in my life and a positive male figure in my life since I was 15 that I am Mm. jealous and mad that I have to share him with the new cast, but I'll share Z. (laughs) (laughs) All right, another amazing That's a Raven throwback. Your character's arch nemesis, Alana, is back. And she's the principal of Booker's High School. 
So what's it been re- like reuniting with Adrian? Adrian Bailon Houghton. I actually don't know how she goes by, but she got a lot of last names like me. <laughs> it is a dream to be working with. Again, we did Cheetah Girls 1 and 2 together. We have stayed in contact throughout the years through events and on text messages. And when the EPs brought it to my attention, a list of characters from the original That's So Raven to bring back, she was high on my list. You know, she wasn't able to finish her stint on That's So Raven because she needed to go on tour. So having her back and working with her again is amazing. Now, here's the thing, right? So in the show, she plays the principal of the high school that we both went to and her daughter is in the school as well. And Booker starts growing feelings. I have a nemesis, but uh, daughter ooh. likes my son. So it is a plethora of stories. Love it. Well, continuing on the That's So Raven train here, you've now had five seasons in the can, as you mentioned, which for me means five seasons to put some exceptional blooper reels together as well. I have to ask you, what's the funniest thing that's happened on the set that we haven't seen that we can talk about on a Disney podcast? I I put my (laughs) S&P up every time I say Disney's. Um, (laughs) You guys, nothing that I can tell you (laughs) (laughs) honestly fair fair raven there are other things that i find funny as a 36 year old that kids are like i don't get it and that's okay but i will say that the cast and crew from season one to season five we have all created a family bond we've lost people in the sense of you know they no longer work with us we've gained people we've it's been a revolving door but i think that right now we are in a place where the cast and crew can come together and create a bond and a camaraderie that's showing through the screen. And I say that because I remember shooting that So Raven and I would come to set and laugh from morning till night. And when I would talk to people who watched the show, they were like, even the little things, like, did you come up with that? Be like, no, that was the crafty person telling me a joke and me bringing it into the show, or that was props or something like that. And that's what's happening now. So when you ask me what is something fun that I can share with you, I'd have to get permission from the cast and crew. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, earlier, Jeffrey went through your Disney resume. You've done so much with Disney. Why has it been such a good fit? I think it's been such a good fit because Disney has wonderful standards of morality and virtue and understands that family comedy is important. I have been a part of family comedy since I've been in the industry and I know what it's like to be able to have the grandparents, the mother, the granddaughter, the daughter all sit down and laugh at something. And Disney does it the best from their movies to their stage shows to their television shows. You can find something in it for everyone. And I appreciate them. Like I said, I'm 36, I'm on Disney Channel. And in some instances, and a lot of people in the past would be like, I'm an adult, I need to grow up and I need to do this and this. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm an adult too. I'm a married woman, I am here, but I'm still enjoying my time because one, the character that I'm playing is super fun. I get to grow 
my creativity, meaning I'm executive producer on Raven's Home, I direct on Raven's Home. And because of the company trusting me and knowing that I understand branding in a sense, they've trusted me to go on other shows and direct for them because, you know, I grew up. So it's like, we don't do fart jokes. We do past gas jokes. There's a difference. funny when I came back to the channel to work on Raven's home there was a lot more stuff being talked about on the channel it kind of grew up in a sense you know and I was like we weren't allowed to do that they were like I know Raven we we kind of moved things around and I was like no can't do that can't do that can't do that and they're like no things are opening up and changing and that's another thing I want to bring up about the channel and about the company is that they go with the flow of society they're being relevant they're being so inclusive and understanding how important it is to showcase reality in a Disney way because there are standards as well and I appreciate that I grew up watching Mm -hmm. Disney and my kids will do the same thing Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, outside of Raven's home in That's So Raven, do you have a favorite Disney project you've worked on with Disney? Let's say, because we talked about it today, but actually I will say Princess Diaries, being able to sing with the Queen Mary Poppins was life-changing and awesome for a young female who idolized that movie and wanted, now looking back, like kind of wanted to be Dick Van Dyke and just be her sidekick but you know (laughs) connecting with Mary Poppins as well I wanted to be a chimney sweep but that's another conversation that was the most fun but it's hard to pick right because I have been so blessed to be covered and head to toe with spandex for Xenon Girl of the 21st Century or be able to work with Zendaya on her show and (laughs) it's just been a lot of things so it's hard to choose but Mary Poppins wins. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh. Okay, Raven, you've got to tell us you, as you mentioned, duetted with Disney legend Julie Andrews. Tell us everything. What was that like? Oh my goodness. Okay, so recorded the song beforehand, obviously, just because that's the way the world goes. <laughs> and I'm not really that big of a single camera actress. There's a difference, right? You have sitcoms, there's four cameras, there's an audience, and it's like instant gratitude right then and there if you have a joke. Now with single camera, no one can laugh. You kind of have to feel it in your body. So I'm already nervous. And then I'm playing a princess, which is like, Avi. And then <laughs> have the queen come in and she is royal, shoulders back, back straight, like what posture should look like on every human. Her hair is beautiful and she was fresh off of the conversation of getting her lymph nodes removed because there were growth there. And I didn't know if she would ever sing again as a fan. And so my dad, I remember saying, he was like, you know, you're going to be singing with Mary Poppins. I never practiced before in my life. (laughs) Now you want to practice. I said, yes. What are you, super supercalifragilisticexpialid? Oh, I'm not singing that song? Okay, cool. We'll find something else. Getting up on that stage, doing my dancing with her, she's just poised. And the energy surrounding her is the color light blue sparkles, like mm. fairy godmother material over there. You know what I mean? Just genius. I love her. Mm. Well, you also touched on Xenon. And I have to tell you, my niece recently discovered Xenon and is obsessed do you still get asked to say Zetus Lapidus? Every now and then, Zetus Lapidus will come up. Boom, boom, boom. Make your heart go zoom, zoom. That's yes. Like, come on. 
it's funny because we just went to the Elton John AIDS Foundation party and my stylist at the time was like, I really want you to do like the old school Janet Jackson. There are times when I look up of hairstyle. And I didn't tell him. I was like, mm, Nebula did that already. <laughs> I saw that photo of you and your wife on the red carpet. It's so amazing picture from that event. Tying into that, you posted recently this great video in solidarity with the LGBTQIA plus community, our community. As you know, and you, you refer to this a bit, Disney's done a lot in the past and is doing now more to support its employees and the community. Can you talk a bit about why the issue was and is so important to you and why it should be important for Disney fans too? Well, yeah, for sure. Well, the cast and crew of Raven's Home walked out of working in support of all the people that are going to be hurt, unvalidated, embarrassed, and angry because of a bill that was passed in Florida called, well, that we're coining it, don't say gay bill. It's stupid. And it prevents people from being themselves. I don't understand. If you're going to have that bill, then you should have a don't say straight bill. Okay. Nobody should be able to say anything if we can't, because I thought this was America and I thought there were standards, but I guess I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so there are too many people within the LGBTQ plus community that live in our country and in our world that get discriminated against on an everyday basis. And this adds to that pain, that suffering, that adds to the suicidal rate, it adds to the discrimination that I thought we were trying really hard to erase in this country. And it just continues to pop up. I think it's a disgrace. And so there are a lot of people on our set that are a part of the community. We believe in diversity from race to gender identity and beyond. And so if we can do something, we need to. And that's what we felt. It was a little bit of a decision. I just you know, I didn't want to walk out and then we get sued later because we didn't do our job. But at the <laughs> same time, knowing that our mother company, the Walt Disney Company, supported us as well was magnificent. Beautifully stated, Raven. Thank you. What we got to say also, real quick, we love your Instagram as well, overall, and all the photos and videos of you and your fabulous wife, Miranda. And you have your YouTube channel, 8 p.m., uh, what inspired you to be so candid about your lives? I think that there's a little bit of relation of what you just talked about, but we'd love to hear more about your transparency and how you, know, you just live together. Yeah, you know, for the longest time in my career, when I would date somebody, I never really told anybody. I never told the public who I was dating, and that's how I was raised to be. We got married, and Miranda, oh, hello, son. The sun is beaming down on me now. <laughs> My wife came to me and she said, you know, there's not a lot of millennial, lesbian, multiracial couples that are speaking out within the entertainment industry. You know, I'm on television. She does that. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, does anybody care? And she was like, who cares if anybody cares? We care. And I was like, okay. And so, you know, one day said I started the YouTube channel. She's like, oh, I was just talking. And I was like, well, you want I'm ready. We got a channel and everything. I named it. And so... I love doing it with her. She loves doing it, but it's also for the people out there who need the confidence, who want to see themselves, who need to feel validated. And, you know, we're in New York. 
this week and a lot of people are like we love when you guys are in the car when one's cranky one's happy when one's happy one's cranky and I'm like are you married so you obviously know that lifestyle so it's (laughs) normalizing our marriage because it is normal but we need more visibility so that people understand that we love TikTok don't get TikTok twisted get on it it's hilarious that is the one thing that we love doing as well we have fun we have fun on our lives and our Instagram which we haven't done in a while but we have a lot of fun being able to showcase our love our conversations and bring people into the conversations as well it is a safe space her favorite words to have healthy conversation and discussion there's no judgment and everyone's thoughts are welcome as long as they're you know respectful love that amazing Okay, well, we know you're a big Disney fan and we love to ask our guests about their Disney favorites. Only thing we ask of you is that you don't name something that you've worked on, which I know will be hard because you have a long resume. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, Raven, favorite Disney animated movie? Lilo and Stitch. Yes. Yes, as being portrayed now in Better Nate Than Ever, where they do Lilo and Stitch the musical. I like this. A nice tie in there. Favorite Disney song? Just a spoonful of sugar off the medicine. Go down the medicine. Uh, I use that sentence for even how we explain That's a Raven and Raven Baxter. We really do try to teach with a spoonful of sugar. You're laughing, but you're uh, understanding what we're doing. And I think that's so important. Can we just like take a pause and say like, A, I didn't know we were going to be getting this like little micro concert, which has been amazing. And <laughs> yes. B, like we need some new tracks dropped. We need some, a little bit more Raven singing. Ooh. Absolutely. And no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So favorite Disney Channel original movie, Raven. Ooh. Channel original movie. Let me see if I get the name right. I don't remember the name. Okay. I'm going to tell you though. It's the one where the house comes alive. Smart house. Smart house. Smart house. Smart house. <laughs> all of us knowing it. Such a good one. <laughs> With Katie Seagal. With Katie Seagal. So good. See, I'm old school decoms. Old school yeah. decoms. Love it. Oh. Uh, that's my jam. Oh, more questions. I like this part. There's more. <laughs> okay. Favorite Disney theme park attraction. Oh, the teacups. But you know what else is really good? I think it's in Paris and it's the only roller coaster that I really like. And it's the turtle surfing from Little Yes, Crush Coaster. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Yeah, man. (laughs) Oh, I did that one once and I was like, oh, it's like the effects were cool and I'm good. Never doing that one again. I lost my glasses on it. It's worth it. That's how you know it was good. Favorite Disney resort hotel to stay at? Ooh, La Floridian. I, it's called oh. a La Floridian, but I am only t- saying this between the years of 1989 and 1997. I remember I stayed at the top of it in the triangle part with a butler because I was filming Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And yeah, I'm that old. Go YouTube it if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was up there. There was a butler. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is like what rich people do. And then after that, I started getting the one bedroom suites and it was just downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, your favorite uh, Disney character to meet in the parks? My favorite Disney character to meet in the parks. Now, all of them. I say um, all of them 
because there is a camaraderie when it comes to the Disney characters in the parks. Mm -hmm. They obviously, and there's some things I can't, but those who have been backstage and front stage know that is a community beyond. And so I'm going to say this, Todrick Hall. (laughs) He used to work at Disney. He was a character and he blew up and he will never let me forget. And I will never forget when I was on tour and he used to come visit and he used to get in trouble because he wasn't in his character because <laughs> he came to watch me. So. <laughs> this is a- Love that answer. I am a former friend of Winnie the Pooh, Chippendale. So I get that camaraderie. Yellow gingerbread man. Come yes, on. number three, number three. Like, yes. Come on. That's the top of my <laughs> Disney resume. <laughs> All right. My favorite Disney favorite, favorite Disney snack. The turkey legs with the honey mustard and barbecue dipping sauce. So good. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I used to uh, right now. And I'd eat it on the plane <laughs> home. It was so good. <laughs> I, I told you my favorite thing is Stitch. I act like Stitch when I eat my food. <laughs> I can't help myself. I think that is appropriate behavior when eating a Disney snack, whether it be a turkey leg <laughs> or a churro or a Dole Whip. I mean, I'm in. Okay, first of all, Jeffrey, not because I stopped eating sugary foods when Dole Whip came to Disney. I had Dole Whip in Hawaii where they started. And yes, Dole Whip is a close, it's a 1.5. It's like half, it's like right next to the leg. Oh, that's right. You guys have Dole Whip now. <gasps> so good. <laughs> Love it. Dole Whip. Dole Whip for the win. And I cannot believe we're almost out of time, but we have one question we ask every guest. I have a feeling it is going to be very difficult for you to pick one, but favorite Disney memory. Okay, before I answer that question. (laughs) Whoa. Oh my gosh, are you okay? (laughs) Raven. That's so Raven. That is so Raven. For those who do not have the pleasure of seeing what we're seeing, she just literally fell off her chair. That's what a good time Raven is having with us here, people. That it's we... the memories, the Disney memories sweeping her off her feet. Are you okay? <laughs> That's the universe saying, stay on track, stop trying to change the subject, just answer the question. Listen. Oh no, what was now? I want to know what you're gonna say. We do, we have to know. I'm gonna remember. Okay, listen, you asked me what one of my favorite Disney songs is, and mm. I actually want to put another one on my list. And see if anybody can remember it because this one I didn't, I don't think it got enough credibility. Sing sweet nightingale, sing sweet mm. nightingale. Oh my goodness, I was so mad that I only got half a verse for that song. Cinderella, when she's cleaning up with the bubbles, one of the most beautiful melodies. Absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Well, well, wait, wait, hold on though. We're going to need to get you on the Disney Wish because Nightingales is one of the lounges on the ship named after that song. And in the chandelier, they have that piece of music written in musical notes and the chandelier's bubbles like Cinderella was making in that scene. I wanna go, I wanna go, I wanna go, I wanna go. I mean, I feel like it's fate now, sorry. I always sing that song. Be like, what is that? I'm like, that's the hidden song that everybody slept on. You know what I mean? Everybody slept on it. And it was that cat ruined the whole thing. Okay. Back to the original question, which was my favorite Disney memory. My favorite Disney memory was when I was around five years old and I went to Disney world and I got to put my hand in concrete and 
sat in the parade, did the hand. And I know this is the weird part because, yeah, I'm like, yay. But it was wiping off my hand and not ever wanting to wipe that concrete off because I knew that it was just special. And it's also a favorite Disney memory because every time I go, I'm like, where are my hands at? Who took them away? So I'm kind of looking for them bitterly, but also sweetly because I had such a good time doing it. It's a double-edged coin. But I was a part of that world when people did that. And that is a memory that not a lot of people today can say they've been a part of. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I you love have to that. Find those. Gotta yeah. track those down. I may shoot off a note. I, I work with the Walt Disney Archives. They may know. Yeah. If anyone was- can find them, Jeffrey can find them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're talking to the right people. I love it. Raven Simone, you are a delight and this has been such a pleasure. Congratulations on the directing, on season five, on producing, on a happy marriage and living your fabulous authentic life. We just have such respect for you. Thank you so much. And here's to much more success and doubling that list of Disney credits uh, in the future. I appreciate all three of you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm going to go ice my tailbone now because, (laughs) but no, this has been really fun (laughs) and the questions are great. So thank you. Thank you, Raven. Love you, girl. Love you too. I hope her tailbone's okay. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) That was such a, she fell in the way that you'd expect Raven to fall. Gracefully it was so, it was so and, and comically. <laughs> Indeed. I blame Tony since he's not here, but he will be back yes. next week. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. Just like Maddie and Kristen did. Mm-hmm. And for all the latest Disney news, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest and Tony on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.